A toast to the hunters from your friends at Grain Belt. May the mornings be clear and the fresh air be crisp. May you find solace in the silence. May the stillness settle your soul. May your long shot stay true. May your heart roam free. May you find what you seek in the fields you stock. May your call to the wild be answered. And at the end of the day, may you share in the thrill of the hunt with your friends. So here's to the eight pointers and the 12 ounces. Here's to you and to your thirst for adventure. Bring Grain Belt to the outdoors with our limited edition premium hunting season pack. This season, enter to win a hunting trip for two to Brown's Hunting Lodge, wherever you can find premium 12 and 24 pack cans. For more information, visit our website at grainbelt.com forward slash hunting dash trip. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Minnesota Bound podcast, the stories behind the stories. I'm Laura Shera, your host for today. And our next guest is uh, the current owner of a beautiful utopia piece of property that I got to experience last spring called Big Rock Creek. Brad Hansen, welcome to the Minnesota Bound podcast. Thank you. Good to be here. Oh my gosh. Well, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. I can't wait to share with our listeners the beautiful utopian piece of property that is in St. Croix Falls, Wisconsin, not too far from the Twin Cities, that not only has um, a long list of family activities that you can now currently do on the property, but the history of this property is so unique and it has such a story and you get to experience some of this history when you visit that I wanted to have you on today to share some of the the unique things about Big Rock Creek. Well, thank you, Laura. Thank you very much. Well, I think, um, so thank you for being here and sharing the story, but I, I guess to give the explanation of what Big Rock Creek is before we really dive into some of the history, because that's so fascinating to me, is, um, you know, Big Rock Creek, how many acres is Big Rock Creek? Big Rock Creek is 980 acres. 980 beautiful acres. And it what is so unique about the property is it has um, a freshwater stream that there's a creek that bubbles right out of the earth. Is it three miles from your home base there? Yeah, it's about three, three and a half miles. It's the headwaters for the creek itself. Uh, and they meander through the entire, it meanders through the entire property and uh, uh, ends up in the beautiful St. Croix River, uh, about a block and a half away from our property. Uh, and... This property is so stunning, visually stunning. And today, and we're going to get into all the things that you do, but you have everything from glamping to a Christmas light display, which is spectacular, to cabins people can um, come and camp on. You have a, a, a lake there that you can do some trout fishing. But I wanted to go back into time with you because there were some railroad tycoons years ago that also discovered this piece of property. And I kind of want to hear the story of like what it was back then. And then I also am so curious on how you landed on it because it was somewhat, you know, of a, of a God-given moment that drove you to this piece of property that you as now, you know, yours that you call home. But let's go back in time. I don't know how many years ago it was where we had some railroad tycoons that were building something pretty special there. Can when, what year was that when Big Rock Creek was like originally formed? Oh, 
I'm not really good on dates. I think it was like seven, eight, seven, eight years ago uh, that uh, we came here to Big Rock Creek. Oh, I'm sorry. When the, the when the railroad tycoons found it. Oh, when was that? I'm sorry. I no, apologize. that's okay. I'm no, sorry. Is, it was me. I, I wasn't being clear. So I need to pay better attention. Uh, <laughs> no, it was uh, what the, this property was founded in 1872, and uh, the uh, the owners of the property back then uh, were the Sims brothers. And the Sims brothers were, they were uh, uh, railroad engineers. Uh, and the, what they are accredited with are some very, very amazing feats for that era, for that, for that time. And they built the Great Northern Railroad, now known as Burlington Northern, that went across all of the Western states. And they came here to this property and used it as a summering grounds, a vacation and summering grounds for the families. Uh, there were a lot of dignitaries, uh, a lot of uh, very uh, important people uh, that would come out here to Big Rock Creek back then. This was considered up north, up north. Uh, only about seven, eight miles from here north is where all the roads ended. Wow. Uh, Highway 87, all the roads in, in, in the area ended and didn't, they didn't go anywhere from there. It was just cattle, basically cattle trails. Um, so it was a pretty amazing era. Uh, in which they 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 were living and had here. Uh, they were like very a... good friends with James J. Hill. That uh, oh, yeah. they, they had a home and were next door neighbors to J. J. Hill on Summit Avenue in downtown St. Paul. Uh, so he spent a lot of time out here. Uh, they uh, would they went to a. Uh, to uh, Japan and built a a bridge that nobody could build, but these guys went out there and built it for the Emperor of China. I said Japan, excuse me, I meant China. Wow. Yeah, and pretty amazing. So was that like about a a day's like horse ride from St. Paul to to St. Croix Falls? I mean, is that like they just would ride out there and spend the summers out there and um, is that mainly where they were coming from? Was St. Paul, Minnesota at the time? Yeah. St. Paul was the Mecca and the business, you know, for the business community for Minneapolis, St. Paul. Minneapolis was a spit in the wind compared to uh, St. Paul back then. Sure. You know, remember, everything was built from the rivers up uh, and uh, St. Paul being before Minneapolis. So they uh, uh, they would travel here uh, via train, uh, and then they would get off the train, and then they'd take horse and buggy, and they would come out here to their summering grounds, and they'd bring the servants and all the, all the people to care for them. 
And then the gentleman would go back to St. Paul uh, during the week and they would work during the week and then come back out on the weekends to be with their families. And the reason that, you know, this story is so prevalent today with Big Rock Creek is two reasons. First, some of the original cabins that these people stayed in are still on your property and you have the opportunity to stay in these cabins, um, which I did. I spent the night in one of them when I was out there turkey hunting um, this past spring. So we're going to get into that opportunity later. But um, the history you feel inside of those cabins is, I mean, you can kind of feel the history within the cabin. And, you know, with um, the photographer, the cabin's so large, there's multiple rooms and et cetera. But the, the photographer and I were talking, we're in the cabin and we're both like, for sure, this place is definitely maybe haunted, not quite sure, but <laughs> it doesn't, it feels so like beautifully decorated today, but you just know the history of it. And it has the creaky floors and, um, and of course, some of the the original pieces are in there, um, such as some of the animals that they were hunting in Africa that have been on those walls for how many years? They have mounted African animals that are just from that generation that have been there for, I mean, how many years do you think they've been there? Uh, oh, a long, long time. They, they actually started uh, the Minnesota Zoo. Uh, they were commissioned by James J. Hill to go on safari and shoot three of everything uh, or two Crazy. of everything. And they did and they came back and they, you know, that's in that era, that was a lot easier to have a, a, a zoo museum type thing that way than it was to have them live. Sure. And, and uh, they put them all into mounts and whatever they didn't use, uh, they, they gave to uh, the, the Sims brothers as a gift uh, uh, to the zoo. Wow. From the zoo, yeah. So yeah, it's yeah. pretty amazing. And those original mounts are still in there. They are. Uh, I mean, there's an African lion in there that is so old. It basically barely has any hair left. But just to know that it's been sitting there for how many decades uh, is yeah, yeah, pretty incredible yeah. to think. So it really does feel like you're going back in time when you visit Big Rock Creek. It's summer season, which means thunderstorms can roll on in. Are you prepared for a power outage at your home or business? The Minnesota Propane Association wants you to know that installing a propane generator will ensure peace of mind when the power goes out. Also, the same propane that powers your generator can also power all the major appliances in your home. Installing propane appliances instead of electric appliances in your home or business will reduce the size and cost of the generator. Imagine running all your gas appliances at one time versus picking and choosing which electric ones to run during a power outage. Reliable, affordable, safe. Propane, the energy for everyone. To find out more about generators and propane appliances, go to propane.com. Fall is here, and that means crisp, cool air. And turning on your furnace only to find out it's old, tired, and worn out. Scott for Aquarius Home Services with some good news. Now through October 14th, Aquarius is having a huge fall blowout sale with 25% off whole home heating and cooling systems. Yep, 25% off a new furnace and AC system. Visit Aquarius Home Services 
Homes.com to schedule your free in-home consultation and enjoy a cozy, comfy home for years to come. Hey there, Bill Shirk, the man about the woods. Propane, it's clean, efficient fuel produced right here in the United States. Schedule your propane service with a friend. Lakes Gas, a family-owned provider serving the upper Midwest for more than 60 years. 54 convenient locations in Minnesota and Wisconsin. Now with offices in North Dakota and South Dakota, too. Lakes Gas employees live in the communities they serve, so you can expect personalized service from professionals. Oh, and the Lakes Gas offers competitive pricing without all the extras that tend to drive up fuel prices. Safe, dependable service. Lakes Gas, the right choice for your home, business, or farm. Visit lakesgas.com and join the family. One of the things that is the coolest part about this property and why I'm encouraging listeners to go check it out winter, spring, summer, or fall is the trout hatchery that was there. And that was built by, was it by the Sims Brothers as well? Yes, ma'am. It was built by the Sims Brothers. They brought a young man here uh, from Germany Germany, that was uh, 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 into... Uh, and knew trout real well. And uh, they created this habitat for the trout uh, because of its uniqueness. Uh, trout have to have cool, crisp, clear, clean water at all times for them to flourish. The water here in the creek is 45 to 50 degrees year-round, whether it be 90 degrees above zero or 30 below zero, we actually grow, we grow vegetation in, the, in the, the, the stream when it's 30 below. So it's pretty, pretty cool to be driving back on the property and it's freezing, freezing cold and you look over and there's vegetate, green, green vegetation growing in the stream. That was one of my favorite parts about driving back through the property when I was there this past spring is I don't think I've ever, I know I haven't probably have seen a freshwater stream have so much beautiful vegetation growing along the banks of it. You could just tell how healthy that stream was just based off of the ramps that were um, there, the watercress that is on the stream that you could of course forage for and the amount of fresh flowers growing right next to the stream. I mean, it's like, beauty like you've never seen on a stream just because the water still today is so clean. But that's also due to the fact that they built a dam system to filter the water out to keep it clean hundreds of years ago. It's an amazing, uh, uh, and it's an amazing engineering feat what they did here and the way that the, the, they'd handled the runoff of the property. That was the biggest thing back then was the was the, the the way that the 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 water when it rained or we had a, a a heavy gully washer of a rain how they directed that water into a holding pond system and then let mother nature clean it it, it it's amazing what they were able to accomplish uh using their background as railroad engineers, 
uh, and engineers uh, to uh, uh, maintain and uh, keep this waterway as pristine as it is. Now it just all naturally occurs. Uh, they, the trout that they had here uh, have been transplanted and were transplanted as the railroad moved west. Uh, they sold fry live trout to uh, uh, those states. Uh, so you can actually find the gene pool of those trout in, say, for example, the Colorado River. Uh, all, and through the, the, the tributaries, sorry about that. No worries. Through the tributaries that are out west out, out, out there. It's just amazing how that all traces back to uh, Big Rock Creek. And Which that, is why why the animals are so plentiful here is because this is this was this now is where they go uh, for their their wintering ground. Well, and that like when you start to think about a lot of people and their avid fly fishermen, trout fishing, et cetera, you always think of out west as like the primo destination, which of course it is a great destination, but you never go back to think of like how you just assume that. How did the trout get there, right? And one theory, and we I don't think this has been thoroughly flushed to know if it's 100% true or not, but that the trout were actually through the railroad system and specifically Big Rock, Big Rock Creek with their trout hatchery that you can still see the remnants of today, by the way, um, is that they were responsible for the, a lot of the trout that people are catching today out west. They are. Uh, and and uh, the proof of that is uh, I have I had some photographs uh, that I have seen uh, that were uh, they were uh, uh, what they shipped the trout in. So when they wanted to ship live trout, they would they, they had a they had containers like we have a cooler. Uh, they had con a container system that was stamped with their, with their stamp and logo of Big Rock Creek. And they would put that on, on by rail and they would, they would send it, they'd deliver them. Wow. So it's, it's really amazing. And that's the reason that was their, that was their premise in, 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 in putting together uh, Big Rock Creek. And then uh, uh, it just, uh, and then they started commercially doing uh, trout uh, because back then trout was the 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 delicacy or the you know like we would go to uh, a seafood market here in the in the United in the in the out by the coast and you know our 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 fish. We didn't have the like the the Pacific Northwest. This is way before Alaska was ever a state. So yeah. uh, instead of in lieu of that, what they ate was smoked trout or cooked trout. So interesting. All the fancy restaurants and places—that's what they ate was trout. And uh, you know, today, if you 
stop by Big Rock Creek, you can see still um, the engineering of the dam system that they created to separate the silt from the fresh water is still there. And I even had a chance to um, spin that that turnstile the, to open the water flow or to close it, um, still functioning today. And then also, um, it's of course somewhat overgrown, but we're all the trout hatchery where they kept the trout and separated them. Um, that's all still remnants of that. So it's almost, you know, when people go to Rome to see the Colosseum, um, this has that same appeal if you want to see like history of how trout really were um, moved and um, farmed, you know, years and years and years ago. And also there's still trout health of a very healthy population of trout all over your property. And you allow people to do um, some trout fishing today if they choose to stay at your property. Yes, we we require them to use fly rods, of course. Yes. Uh, because if you went there with a hook and bobber, uh, you literally, every cast can catch a trout. Uh, Big Rock Creek is known in the state of Wisconsin. License number 10 uh, is known as a premier class A trout stream in Wisconsin. Wow. Not very few Class A trout streams in Wisconsin or Minnesota, for that matter. Um, it's it's pretty special. And, so, you know, it is very special. And even when you're, you know, you're on the property, you have the stream that goes into a um, small, like, lake reservoir. But then it also, you have, it keeps moving down the stream. So you have some big moving water and pooling areas where, the trout are just going, it just goes on forever. It's literally something I've not seen before. And, um, and that the fact that you found this piece of property and offer it today for guests to come visit is just really incredible. And how did you end up finding this piece of property and seeing that was for sale and, and seeing the same vision that, you know, these railroad tycoons did years ago? Well, we were, um, me and my my son uh, and his significant other uh, were uh, and wife uh, were up in uh, northern Minnesota enjoying beautiful Crane Lake, uh, where we like to go and go fishing and and uh, uh, we were sitting there and 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 she had gotten a phone call from her mother. And one of the things that they did for housekeeping and things of that nature is they would have local workers when the family was there that would come in and they'd do the bedding and the laundry and things like that. Well, she grew up uh, uh, knowing the the property, which very, very, very few people had ever seen the property. Uh, I have people that are 80 years old that drive in here and say, you know, I live five miles from here. I've always wondered what is down here. And it's always been kind of a mystery. Isn't that and it? she called and she said, you won't believe it. Big Rock Creek is up for sale. Uh, we uh, then said, well... We had a piece of property that was down in, in uh, another part of the state in Wisconsin and uh, that was on the St. Croix River. Very nice piece of property also. Uh, 
And we uh, uh, decided, my wife and I, when we were driving back, I said, you know what? Let's just stop by there and take a look at this thing that she's talking about. And we, <laughs> we went into the property and met the caretaker. Met, the caretaker said, well, do you folks want to take a drive and, and drive around the property and I'll show it to you. So I said, sure. And so we did. And we got to the, to, to run along the south, what I, what's the south line now, uh, south, the south line of the property. And it was in, it was in uh, November. And we got to the top of a hill back there. And I looked over to my left and I said, oh my gosh, look at that. My wife says to me, is that a horse? I said, no, it's about a 27, 26 point deer. Whoa. <laughs> You're like sold. We'll take it. <laughs> oh my goodness. So I then went out and I said, that's it. <laughs> so we started working on it and we negotiated on the property for about a year. Uh, there are two, there were only two descendants that were left uh, of, of the family. Wow. And those descendants are both 90 plus years old. Uh, however, the family still owns the original estate down on Summit Avenue where one of the descendants still lives to this day. Really? Yes. Yeah. Wow. And they, so, they didn't want to pass it on to any, there were no more younger generations of, of nope. is it the Sims family. Wow. Nope. What they, the, the, in the computer era that we live in, uh, they had no interest in the, in the outdoors. Okay. You didn't really know anything about it. And, uh, which is unfortunate, but, uh, uh, Big Rock Creek is a, is a, is a, when you drive onto the property, you were mentioning earlier, earlier, Laura, about being in these, in the, in the family cabin or in the clubhouse. I'm not quite sure which one you were in when you were here. I was uh, in the one with the ant, the mounted animals. Is that the clubhouse? Yeah. Well, they both have mounted animals, but you were in the clubhouse. Yes. Okay. That's the original structure where they basically, I went in and, and it, it was two houses that were built to maintain two separate families uh, with, a, with a gathering room in the middle. And uh, they, uh, what you feel when you drive onto the property is you feel that old world charm. You do. Uh, uh, it, and it's really, truly amazing to feel, to drive down the property and say, wow, you just, you're in awe of it because, you know, these old majestic oak tree, white oak trees. And, and it's just, those are the types of things that you feel uh, when you get here. And that's what makes people appreciate it so much because you can't find it anymore. You, you just can. can't. Ron Shera here with a question. Have you ever heard of an economic first responder? 
That's an economic first responder. Well, it's real. Think of Star Bank. Star Bank is saving local businesses as an economic first responder in the Twin Cities, the West Metro, and rural Minnesota. Star Bank has been helping small businesses keep their lights on, pay their rent, pay their employees for months now. In fact, Star Bank has helped 629 local businesses during this pandemic. And they've been keeping small businesses on Minnesota's main streets as well. Keeping small businesses alive. Economic first responders, indeed. You know, Star Bank is our local hero during this pandemic. Find Star Bank at starbank.net on Facebook and on LinkedIn. Bank locally with Star Bank. Member FDIC, equal housing lender. That's my choice, Star Bank. Ron Shera here. You know, North Dakota is one of my favorite all-time hunting destinations. I can't believe it. It's the middle of the summer, and it's already time to start planning fall hunts in North Dakota. I have a few facts for you on the state's current hunting conditions. Get this, 2023 is one of the wettest springs on record which means an estimated 3.4 million breeding ducks. That number is up from last year. Also, the 2023 spring pheasant crowing count survey is up 30% from last year. You add to that North Dakota's plots program, you know, 800,000 acres of private land that is open to public walk-in hunting, and you have the perfect spot just waiting for your perfect fall hunt. Make memories and hunt North Dakota. Plan your adventure just like I do at HelloND.com. Ready for a women-forward car dealership? Rudy Luther Toyota empowers their many women on staff in sales, management, and service. Whether you are looking for a new Toyota or pre-owned vehicle, Rudy Luther Toyota has something for everyone. Every vehicle comes with a Luther Advantage. 10 cents off fuel and car wash discounts at holiday stations, Luther Advantage warranty, and five-day return policy on pre-owned vehicles. Located just five minutes west of downtown Minneapolis, off 394 and General Mills Boulevard. And they're also hiring. Want to join the team but don't know where to start? Visit RudyLutherToyota.com today. You know, the whole driveway way back and it, you know, there's a reason why people said that I never knew it was back here because it is tucked back there a little ways. But when you start driving and you get close to the stream and all the trees lining that that gravel road back to your property, you can feel how special it is. And, you know, I, I admire your um, your you and your family's will and desire to allow other people to come enjoy it. And not only do you, you know, allow people to do that, you have a sense built glamping areas and cabins and all sorts of family friendly things to do in the outdoors to allow others to come and enjoy the property at the same time, protecting its habitat, protecting the trout, protecting all the natural beauty that is there um, in this like wonderful ecosystem. Yeah, thank and, you. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, no. I was just giving you um, kudos for that because um, I there's probably not too many people that would have, A, the energy and all of that to invite people out. And um, and you guys also do an incredible Christmas-like display, which um, I would love for you to explain that because unless you go see it, um, right. you probably 
don't know what you're missing. <laughs> well, thank you. It's uh, uh, actually, it's my wife's dream. And uh, my wife and I have, uh, have been, uh, she was my girlfriend when we were 15 years old. Uh, and we've been married for 40, well, pushing 45 years. That's awesome. And, and uh, we, uh, she, her dream was to make a place that was uh, uh, like a Hallmark Christmas card. She, her dream is, is now to, to have Hallmark uh, make a movie here. And uh, I believe that we have the property to be able to do something like that with. So we started out by, uh, by, but of course, it's difficult to do something like this, to be different, because you always want to maintain the old world charm of everything that we do. So we don't want to just, you know, uh, people talked about lasers and all this kind of stuff. No, we don't want to do that. What we want to do is keep that old world flavor in everything that we do here. And frankly, that's what people are missing today and age. Yeah. And uh, that's what we strive for. We strive for family, family, family. Uh and uh, that's it's 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 this this is a place where it is. Uh, can we can we edit that, please? Sure. Okay. This is a place where it's a safe space. One, you can bring your children, your family here, and just be, just enjoy, just take it all in. You can't even take your children on a walk anymore in the cities at the park. We have that here. Uh, And the Christmas light display, I I just have to explain it for our listeners. If you've not um, been to Big Rock Creek, it is not only do you walk through different, what should I say, genres of like old school Christmas light displays, but these are not... Christmas light displays that um, you kind of throw a couple of lights on a tree. This is like Disney World level Christmas light displays. <laughs> so you go through, I think there's a frozen type area. And then there is, um, what are some of the other genre areas that you have with your Christmas light display that you get to walk through? And there's music, different music to each area that you walk through on the property. That's correct. My My wife actually themed the the Christmas show that we have here. There's Frozen Land, and then there is is uh, a S'more Land, and there is uh, uh, Enchanted, Enchanted Forest. Oh, that's right. Yes. There is Whoville, and then we've got the well, of course, always uh, the real deal nativity scene yes and also the the cookies with with santa you get to go see santa in the cabin if you want to have pictures taken etc and he's Um, the real deal santa he Uh, is and and uh he's just an amazing does an amazing job we have fireworks 
uh, on on Friday nights. We have fireworks every week. Uh, we give. Uh, this is the to me the the most amazing thing. We have live music also, but one of the most amazing things that we do here is uh, we give every child that comes here gets a sled for free. And they wow. go out on the on the sledding hill. It's not a big hill. It's a it's a small hill. But I'll tell you what. There's times where I'll have three, four hundred kids on that sledding hill, and it is a, it's just a sight to see moms and dads that would never even think of doing something like that are out there just having a rip roaring time with the kids, and they <laughs> they they lose track of time they'll be here for five six hours i bet uh, you try to get a a seven eight year old off of a sledding hill that he's having a ripper on time with it's pretty tough and we have huh. shopping upstairs in our barn uh we didn't talk about that as of yet but uh that is uh, a, a pretty unique very very unique uh, a facility uh there is crafters and vendors and uh there is uh food trucks outside uh live music daily uh in the in the barn we have uh adult beverages we have hot chocolate uh food galore and uh, uh people come to just hang we have 39 real deal fires going on uh at all times so that was one of my favorite parts so when you're this is a big piece of property that you're walking through with all the all the light displays and um and probably every 20 feet to 30 feet there's a fire pit that you can stop by just to warm up if you want to for a minute and there's just there's music that changes as you go through the genres. There are these igloo globes that you can rent if you have um, want to warm up or have them for like a small gathering with your family and friends or corporate gathering, what have you. And um, those can even have a bar set up if you want. Like it just is a really unique holiday display. And um, I, I had the chance. Thank you for inviting me out last year. We had so much fun. I had Dan there my boyfriend and he was in total awe and he just thought it was just immaculately done and a really fun thing to do for the holidays. And then I had the opportunity to come back this spring because what's great is Big Rock Creek is a year round um, place to enjoy. So you offer glamping and also um, guided turkey hunts in the spring if you want to do that. Or you have guided trout fishing if you want in the spring. And yes. there's not many places that you can have the glamping turkey hunting opportunity um, available. And the glamping, let me just say, this is like you have everything you need in the glamping tent. There's heat. There's running water with restrooms very close by. There, this is you have a grill on your patio if you want to grill out when you're glamping. Um, the beds are super comfy. It has. It just feels so cozy. So um, that was really fun to experience that part and to see um, the amount of turkeys you have on your property. And also um, you have some black bears on your property that you can see, of course they're, they're busy eating berries and things in the spring. So they're not going to bother you, but um, that you're the opportunities just keep going throughout 
the year. And did you have a lot of people glamping this summer? Oh my gosh, we are we were absolutely full every single weekend. We were absolutely full. Wow. We have openings still in the fall. Uh and uh, and people come. We have we have heat. All of our glamp tents have heat and air conditioning in them. So that wow. was it, 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 we've been crazy, crazy busy this summer. One of the other things that we have uh, at the at, at uh, the Christmas show, Miracle, uh, it's called Miracle, by the way. And the reason that we call it Miracle is uh, we have people call nonstop and say, what is Miracle? What is Miracle? Well, you have to come and experience it. And then you tell me what Miracle is. Because Miracle is whatever you want it to be. Uh, that's what's so cool about it. And uh, uh, we have the, the yurts that we rent uh, in the wintertime where families can come or people can come, a group that can gather. Uh, it's fully heated. It could be 20 below zero outside. And that's 70 degrees inside the glamping tent. And you get a personal server and uh, you all have your own uh, fire pit for out, outside that's all going for them. Uh, it's an, a, a pretty amazing experience. My goodness. What do you think the ancestors of that property, if their spirits are still looming around, how proud they must be? What do you think they're thinking today of Big Rock Creek? Well, they probably are thinking the same things that, that, that me and my wife thought when we first came here. Uh, is 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 legacy one so they might not be too happy about that but two is the ability to be able to look at this and say you know look 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 what we left the world we didn't go and we didn't go and destroy it we didn't turn it into egg if you look at a, a a topography map you'll see it's it's egg agricultural all the way around this property Except for except for here, and uh, it's it's just a very 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 unique experience. And what we offer here, our motto is good old fashioned family fun. That is what our motto is. And those people that call and ask it, it that ask it what what miracle was when they come around, I can't tell you the the thousands of people that have walked up to me and said, my gosh, it really is a miracle. This <laughs> place is absolutely amazing. And uh, there's no better feeling than that. There's no better than feeling than watching the families enjoy and watching all those wonderful children uh, out on the sledding hill. I have four adult kids and 12 grandkids, and uh, it's our legacy to that. Oh. Uh, by the way, my wife and I don't own uh, a single thing. Our children own it. Oh, well, you guys are an incredible family. I, um, The times that I've spent at Big Rock Creek have been really special and great memories, and you know, I think it's um, very admirable that 
when you buy a piece of property like that and you see how special it is, it, it is a lot of work to open it to the public, to build all the structures, to, you know, put all the Christmas light displays up and, and really turn it into, um, a space for other people to enjoy. And of course, um, many people would probably just take it and keep it private. So I, it's amazing that, um, people are, have the opportunity to stop by and see not only the history, um, but also really getting a taste of what, um, that nature probably looked like so many hundreds of years ago and just how pristine it was and how pristine it can ge- can still be if we treat our things the right way. But it is, like I said, a freshwater stream I had not seen before one so beautiful and it just goes on forever. And just the trickling water that you hear around you all over the property is so serene. Um, so I thank you for being on the podcast today and sharing some of the history of Big Rock Creek. And I encourage those that have any interest in in the history of trout hatcheries or just seeing a really special piece of property to make the trip out there to visit you guys. Well, thank you, Laura. I very, very much appreciate that. And uh, uh, if people get the opportunity and want to have some good old fashioned family fun, uh, that's our motto. Uh, I literally uh, pinched myself knowing that I have the privilege of being the steward of a fine property like this. And it is, uh, it's just an amazing place. And I, I still, myself, I don't take it for granted. Uh, it is a truly, truly, it's a, it's a marvel. And uh, to be able to share that with other people is such a, a wonderful thing. It is. And where, um, what website can they find you at if they want to book a camping, you know, a site or an experience with you guys? BigRockCreekWI.com. Amazing. So there you have it, ladies and gentlemen, there is fishing. We forgot to mention there's, you allow foraging if you're staying on the property. So there is the water crest. crest. Um, I, we did a little morale foraging when we were there. It was at the perfect time of year and they were so many mushrooms um, everywhere. So it's prime property for that. Of course, I always say only take what you need, leave the rest <laughs> so other people can have some. Um, but you have historic lodging available, of course, glamping, the holiday light show. Um, so bigrockcreekwi.com if you want more information. And Brad, keep up the great work of, of um, you know, keeping that land pristine and inviting others to see it. And I personally think the Sims brothers would be smiling cheek to cheek knowing that all those people are enjoying um, you know, the legacy that they started. Well, thank you very much, Laura. And, uh, uh, I, I appreciate hearing, uh, the, the compliments that, that somebody like yourself that's been to a lot of places, uh, to experience, uh, that with us. That was, it was very nice for you to come out and, and share that opportunity with us. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I was in pure state of joy when I was there. I just, I was, couldn't believe how beautiful the property was. I, you know, you, you hear about it and then you go see it and you're like, oh, okay. Yeah, no, I get this. I see why this is very, very special. (laughs) So, 
Um, I encourage everyone to go check it out. Big Rock Creek. Um, thanks, Brad, once again, for joining us in the Minnesota Bound Podcast. Thank you. Thank you again to our sponsors, Grain Belt, Connecticut, Lakes Gas, Rudy Luther, Minnesota Propane, North Dakota Tourism, and Star Bank. Last but not least, don't forget to introduce a kid to the great outdoors. Mm-hmm.